Okay. Boker Tov. We're starting another Mishnah, and truthfully, we're going to be learning three Mishnahs today, because the Gemara on the, first, on the next two Mishnahs is very short. So, we're going to uh, continue of the list that we dealt with earlier uh, of things that, uh, that we do on how many days over Sukkot do we do certain mitzvahs. And we continue and we say hahalel vahasimcha. There's an obligation to say halel and there's an obligation of rejoicing. Uh, now what is the obligation of rejoicing? Meaning to eat from the korban shlomim. When you went to Yerushalayim, you brought a korban shlomim. And it is eight days. Shmona, it's eight days. So Ketzad, what does that mean exactly, that we have this? Where are the eight days over here? We have Sukkot, again, <coughs> seven days, which meaning at Sarah's is eight days. So what do we see? We have to do it for eight days. Well, halal is pretty simple. You just say halal for eight days. Not much of a question. What does it mean we eat the Korban Shlomim uh, to give us simcha on those eight days? Malamed that teaches us Shechai of Adam, that a person's obligated Bahalel, okay, person's obligated to, to say halal, Ubesimcha, and to have simcha, Ubekavad Yontov, in honor of the Yontov, Ha'achron Shalchag, and in the honor of the final day of the holiday of Shemini Atzeris, which needs a little explanation, it's just not clear. Kishar kol just like every other day of the festival. In other words, Shmini Atzeres, what does it mean, eight? It means we're including Shmini Atzeres, even though it's its own holiday, but it has all these requirements of Halal and Simcha and Kavad Yantav on the last day as well. That's all it's saying. So now the Gemara uh, is going to ask, Minani Nili, what's the source for this? What's the main question? That we eat the Korban Shlomim on the eighth day. Here's the problem. The problem is the Torah only tells us to make ourselves happy for seven days. Okay, let's take a look at this Pasuk. It says, Chag Hasukas Taselacha, you make for yourself the holiday of seven days, Shivas Yomim, Be'ospacha Migornacha Mikvecha, seven days from when you've gathered in from the threshing houses and the wine cellar. Okay, that's seven days Sukkot. Now, you shall rejoice on your holidays. And your whole family and everybody rejoices how many days? Seven days. So where's this? No, no, the Torah says is a, it goes on and the next Pasuk says, tells you about Shemini Atzeres. Tells you there's a holiday of Shemini Atzeres. Right. So we, we already established, we went through all that. Okay, but so, it didn't tell us how many days did it say we have to be happy. Okay, so we have to, um, there's Gomorrahs that tell us how we derive that. You have to learn Masechus Chagiga. For yeah, that, we, we shouldn't be. Happy. I'm just saying that. No, no, no. Yeah. So the Gemara. So what's the point? I guess. 
Right. Oh, so we will see. We'll see. That has to be understood. How do you understand that for Pesach, Shavuos, and Shemini okay. that, right. You're right. But right now we're only learning Masech Sukkah. Right. So, yeah. so we're dealing so with... Seven days Sukkah, okay. That's a holiday. Then Shemini Okay. So, so, but that's the question. What are you telling me? What's the source of rejoicing on the eighth day since we're only <coughs> dealing with Shemini Atzeris? You're right. We have to know what's the source for Pesach also and what's the source for Shavuos also. But right now we just want to worry about Shemini Atzeris. The Tanarabana, so the source is a brisa that says, the Pasuk says in uh, another Pasuk, just uh, in the Psukim, um, immediately preceding these Psukim, it says, now oh, this is going to be tricky. Okay, For this Pasuk says, Shivas Yomim, Seven days you will have a celebrate before Hashem your God, etc. In the base of Migdash, and you will be ach someach. What does ach someach mean? Well, the English says you'll be completely joyous. However, ach also means but. Sameach, and usually ach comes to um, exclude something, as because what just it should have just said for Sameach, be happy. What's this ach doing over here? Okay, so seven days you will rejoice, and you will be happy. Okay, so we have a second time it says to be happy, but here it's ach sameach, which is a little bit different. Okay, so that that's the pasuk that it says you should be ach sameach. Now, in the psukim right before this, the Torah explicitly states that Sukkot's holiday is for seven days, and these days are time for rejoicing. Okay, we just had that. We just did those psukim, okay. and now it repeats the idea, stating again you should be joyous for seven days. The extra pasuk isn't that completely extra. So now it's, and it says, Ach Sameach. So what's the, why does it have to say twice you're going to be happy on the seven days? You follow the problem? Yeah. Why say twice? So what is it, so what is it coming to do? Lerabos to include Lele Yom Tov Achron, the final night of the Yom Tov, which is Shmini Atzeres, in the fact that you should be rejoicing uh, like on the other seven days. It comes to teach you that the obligation to partake of Shlomim is in effect not just during the seven days of Sukkot, but extends for an additional night as well. Thus, one must slaughter Shlomim on the seventh day of Sukkot, because you can't bring offering Korbanos at night, in order to eat Shlomim the night of the eighth. In addition, once we know that the obligation to partake of Shlomim applies during Shmini Atzeris night, it certainly applies the following day, since the day is the main part of the holiday. Therefore, the, that's the Mishnah's language. A man is obligated to rejoice on the final day of Yontav of the festival, just like all the other days of the festival, both night and day. Okay? So that's the extra point. Since it's an extra Pasuk, the Torah will not say twice the same idea. So it must be coming to include something. 
So what is it coming to include? It's coming to include the eighth day. Now you might want to ask, but this Gemara says you can't say. You can't say. Maybe the verse says you shall be nothing but joyous comes to include the nights of the first seven days in the obligation of joyousness. For those nights are already included in the earlier verse. Obligate one to be joyous for seven days. As we already learned earlier, days includes the nights. Well, that's what the Gemara proved over there. The Gemara earlier proves that when the Torah obligates to dwell in the sukkah for seven days, it includes nights. So when it says make a festival for yourself for seven days, it's going to mean the nights as well. So therefore it's coming to add. It's coming to add something. Because it's an extra pasuk. That's what the Gemara brings in the Brisa. That's one way to look at Achsomech. Or maybe not. Maybe that's not what it's coming to tell us. But maybe it's meant to include the first night of the festival. Because I might have thought I don't start celebrating till the daytime of the first day as opposed to the first night. In other words, without a second Pasuk, when it says seven days may not include the first night of the holiday. Why? Why wouldn't I think it includes to bring a korban the first night? Because one cannot bring korbanos at night. You can't bring a korban at night. And there was the earliest time I could eat a shlamim. In the morning, in the day. So maybe I would have thought that. So therefore I couldn't do that. So therefore maybe... I think when it says rejoicing an extra time, maybe it's telling me I have to slaughter an animal before the first day of Sukkot. So then I can rejoice at night. Maybe that's what the Torah is telling us. Uh So now, in other words, from the Sukkot alone, let's look at the normal way I would look at the holiday of Sukkot. It says I have to rejoice. Okay, good. I got to rejoice day and night. That's, I got it. How do I rejoice the first night? I can't bring a Corbin. So I can't bring a Corbin. I don't know. So what's this extra Pasuk telling me? Well, it could either tell me that I rejoice on the eighth day, the eighth day, and what do I do? I bring a Corbin on the seventh day so I can eat at night and then the next day as well. Or maybe no. Maybe it's telling me that I have to I should bring a Corbin on Erev Sukkot right. so I can rejoice on the first night. So not one way or the other. Which one is it? So Bryce Kishu Omer, when it says, Ach, that post says, Ach, Sameach. So Ach is a qualifying statement. In other words, it qualifies the content of the verse teaching that only one of these times is designated a time of rejoicing. Here, that, that's the point. The extra Pasuk, there's a whole extra Pasuk. The extra Pasuk is coming to include something beyond, in other words, without any extra Pasuk, what would I have thought? If I only had the one first Pasuk, rejoice seven days, what would my simple brain say? Well, seven days of Sukkot. What about the first night? Sorry, it's not, can't bring a Corbin at night. So I would think with, with one Pasuk, I would think you start rejoicing in the day. And now you keep rejoicing. Once you bring an animal in the day, it's a big enough animal you can eat day and night. And the next day you bring an animal. And the next day you bring an animal. Whatever. But I don't have anything for the first night. That's what the Pasuk says. Comes a second Pasuk to include something. It says, well, you're going to be 
Vihayisa Sameach, an extra word, you'll be happy. Well, that's coming to include something. But it says in a funny way. It says, Vayisa Ach Sameach. Why'd you put that in? To say, well, we're going to include something and exclude something. So now, what am I going to include? What am I going to exclude? Well, now I got two options of inclusion the eighth day or the first, or the or day the day first night. Yeah, yeah. So, therefore, when it says, Ach, it separates. So now, the extra Pasuk is including the eighth day. The Ach is excluding the first night, which the obvious question now is, Uma Roy, so why did you see it to do it that way? To include the eighth night of Sukkot, uh, and I took out the first one, why didn't I flip it and include the first night of Sukkot and exclude Shemitah completely? So this is a very interesting answer. He says, I will include the eighth night of Sukkot, why? Because it's just a continuation of previously existing simcha. She ate simcha lefanav. Because there's simcha for seven days beforehand. So as they say, and the party continues. In other words, once I'm, once I'm in a simcha mode, it makes sense to include the next day of Yantav that should also have simcha, as opposed to the first night I will exclude the first night of Sukkot. Why? This party has not yet begun, so I won't include. In other words, in the time period immediately preceding Shmini Atzeres, you are obligated to rejoice. So it's, it's a lesser of a Chiddush to suggest that we keep enjoying another day. But on the other hand, when there's no obligation to rejoice on air of Sukkot, to now to start the party early, that's a bigger insight. And when you pick an insight, you always pick the smallest insight possible. So therefore, if I'm going to include something, if the if already partying seven days, let's party one more day. We have not yet partied. Well, why should we party early, so to speak? And that requires me, an Erev Yantav, to go bring another Corbin, which, uh, which is, Erev Yantav is busy enough. Okay, so that's that little mission and that little Gemara that tells us there is a Simchak aspect of Shmini Atzeres, and that would be Halacha Lamaisa now as well. There is an aspect we have to have Simcha and Shmini Atzeres. And when there is a Beis Hamidish, you have to bring a Korban on the seventh day of Sukkot. Now you may ask, well, isn't that preparing from one Yantav to another? The answer is the seventh day of Sukkot is not Yontif, it's Cholomoid. And for Cholomoid, you can prepare for Yontif. And therefore, on Shmini Atzeres, we have an obligation, a rabbinic obligation. Well, there's a biblical obligation to be happy. We can't bring a Corbin. That's why many suggest that you should at least eat some beef on Yontif. To Yod say the mitzvah of Simcha. That's the Gemara asked, when there's no base on Migdash, how do we celebrate it? Well, men celebrate it with beef, okay, and women with uh, new clothes. So anyway, so uh, that's why we should have beef on, uh, on, on the night or the day of uh, Shmini Atzeres. Okay. Sure, go ahead. We're, we'll finish with this topic, so we're open to questions. So first, the Samach Sabachagecha. Samach Sukkot. 
specifically? It, no, yeah, that, that's the holiday. It's in the context of circus, but why can't you just assume that includes all the Chagim? It's talking about circus. Okay, we're gonna again. More Chagiga is gonna have to find teachings to say how it does apply to the other Chagim. Okay, we'll see. So, second is Shlomim. Is it not? Is that one of the like all the korbanos are listed specifically for each Chag? Is that not listed as one of them? You know, there's an application of a Shalmei Chagiga. So I bring it on the first day, but. But I don't have to eat it at night. No, but what's your question? It, when, when the Torah lists all the korbanos for each chag. No, no, that, those, the, those are the obligatory. No, no, those are obligated. There's an obligatory. But then, but then again, we have to learn Maseches Chagiga that says that a person does bring a shalme chagiga. In addition to what's specific. And that's and that's from this word v'samachta. Okay. So it's a shalme chagiga. And that's what the whole Masechus Chagiga is all about. The whole Masechus Chagiga is about all the different offerings that you bring when you come to the temple for the holidays. So you said we start, we, we, we don't assume that we should start the party early. But we do that with Shabbos. Bring in Shabbos. Early. It's not a party. It's Kedusha Shabbos. It's not Simcha. It's Shabbos. It's two different things. If you have an opportunity to bring Kedusha into your life earlier, of course... You bring Shabbos in early, right? But the party, uh, the party, you, that's, you know, that's not an obligation to party early unless you have a Pusik to tell you that. It's a big difference of refraining from work and taking, taking in the Kedusha of Shabbos, which uh, is, is not a party, so to speak, as opposed to Yontif, which is a different nature. Okay, good question. Okay, moving on to the next Mishnah. The mission continues to say uh, more things that are related to this numbers business. So, sukkah shiva. Okay, the sukkah is seven days. So, Ketzad. So, how, how do we do this in the seven days? Remember, Eretz Yisrael now. So, what happens? Gamar melecho. When you're finished eating on the seventh day, you've had your lunch. And that's, that's usually the last meal. So now, what do you do? What, what does it mean, seven days? Now remember, seventh day of Sukkot is, is Hoshana Rabbah is not Yontif. Okay? So you might think, okay, I finished my last meal. Let's start taking down the Sukkah. I'm not going to eat anymore in the Sukkah. No. Lo yater You cannot disassemble the Sukkah. Why? Because the mitzvah is seven days. So you might study some Torah. You might take a nap, right? You might decide to eat another meal, a snack. So therefore, you can't disassemble your sukkah. Aval, but there's still, here's the problem. Okay, so sukkah is ending today, but the holiday Shmini Atzeres is starting tonight. tonight. And in Eretz Yisrael, you got to get out of that sukkah. You're not allowed to be in the sukkah. Now think about it. You you might say, well, in Eretz Yisrael, nice weather. Let's just take it apart. let's no, not take oh, it apart. Let's continue. just let's just you know, there's there's a tumult here. You got to start s- setting up your life for in back into the sukkah. 
So now, oh, I got to schlep all the stuff out of the sukkah, this and that, into the house, the tables and chairs, and this and that. Remember, people didn't have uh, so many chairs like we have today and things like that. So you can't take apart the sukkah, but in light of the fact that Shmini Atzeris is tonight, you can start taking down, remember the sukkah was on the roof, right? take down the house, the utensils, meaning the furnishings and vessels that he used on sukkah throughout the holiday from mincha time afterwards. Because what are you going to do? You're going to wait till Shmini Atzeris to start setting up the table in the house? You got to make preparations for Shmini Atzeris too. Okay. Min, uh, we're talking Mincha Ketana, two and, two and a half hours before sunset. That's the optimal time to dive Mincha. So generally, one should bring his nicest utensils and couches normally into the sukkah for sukkahs because on sukkahs, you have to live in the sukkah like you'd live in your house. Yeah. So you, you're putting in nice furniture. You're putting yeah. in nice stuff. So now, from Mincha time afterwards, you can return them to the house. Okay, because not why you gotta you gotta honor as he says and honor the final yontav day of the festival. How do you honor the festival by preparing it? You don't honor it by saying, "Oh, it's shmini atzeres." Okay, I'll wait till shmini atzeres starts and I'll honor it. That's not exactly honoring it. So you gotta honor it by doing something in advance. So when Shmini Atzeris starts, you could start eating. You're not starting to set up tables and this and that, all these things. So that's what it means. So you're in the sukkah for seven days. You don't take apart the sukkah. And you keep everything in the sukkah till almost the last moment, which is two and a half hours before sunset. And now you start taking out the furniture, but you cannot dissemble uh, yet. Can't do that till after Shmini Atzeris. Now, the Gemara asks a simple question. Now, so how do you show appreciation for the holiday? Right? We said you take down uh, the utensils into the house, etc., etc. But in addition to showing honor, but what if one has no other place to eat on Shmini Atzeris? What do you he, mean no other place? He's homeless. He lived in the house before this. Who stuff? says? It's harmless. Who says? Well, he lived in a place before the sukkah. Maybe he was homeless. Maybe he lived in San Francisco. Homeless man wouldn't have a sukkah. Oh, sukkah's a lot. What do you mean? They have sukkahs all over San Francisco. (laughs) Everything's a sukkah. Well, it doesn't matter. So the Jewish homeless had their own sukkah. That's not a question. So if one has no other place to eat on Shemini and Ceres, and he must eat in the sukkah, he runs the risk of appearing as if he's adding to the Torah mitzvah. Here, here you see what's going yeah. on. He, you can't eat in the sukkah on the eighth day. Why? Because if you eat in the sukkah in Eretz Yisrael, and the eighth day, it looks like you're adding a day to the holiday. Right. You're not allowed to do that. You have to eat in your house. Right. But what if you don't have a house? You got to eat somewhere. And the only place you had was this little sukkah. Right? Or let's say you're from out of town. Well, let's... Yeah. Good. What if you're not? Let, let's 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 go back. You see, here you got to understand a few things. Or is there a mitzvah for every Jewish man to visit the temple three times a year? Yes. 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 Is that include sukkahs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You live in Svat. You gotta go to Shalim, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
where are you where are you staying for the seven days? Maybe in the sukkah. What? Not the inbal. Not the inbal. Maybe in the sukkah there. Yeah, whose sukkah? So what did they do there? So some people, I just had to go to the market, buy a few pieces of wood, and build yeah, themselves a sukkah. So now, what if he decides I want to be in Yerushalayim the whole week? That's not you know, that's not so unusual. Instead of a hotel, <laughs> they weren't such spoiled people like we are. You say, all right, what am I going to sit up? Remember, it's not raining in Yerushalayim. That you don't have to worry about. For sukkahs, it ain't raining. Right. The weather's really nice. All right, so you you go there. I'm sure there was lumber to be found. And you come there a couple days before sukkahs. And you go and build your own little sukkah. Yeah, you weren't building these big ornate sukkahs yeah. over here. It doesn't take a lot to build a sukkah. You know, or a couple guys, a couple, let's say a, a, a man and his four sons. Oh, yeah. They come in. Okay, we're going to come two days before. Oh. Well, we don't have a lot of time because you had Yom Kippur. But whatever, yes. you, you come in and now you build your sukkah. I mean, what else? You know, where are you going to build it? I don't know. Somewhere on the Harabais or some, somewhere. You, know. you remember, the government didn't own every piece of land. Remember, David Melech had a whole area that he appropriated for visitors. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. We don't have that nowadays. Yeah. Appropriated, and why do you think he had appropriated? Because how are people going to go? To, what do you want? A guy to come and say, "Yes, a place to stay." You think everybody, everybody who lives in Shalim has has enough room to let people in? So, Governor Mel said, "There's an area, big air, big park, face whatever, and people. If it wasn't sukkahs, they put up a tent. But on sukkahs, they have to put up a sukkah. So people are putting up sukkahs." Okay, now, if you're already there, you want to, you're going to stay for Shemini Atzeres, yeah? So now what does he do? He's not allowed to be yeah, in a sukkah. Yeah, yeah. So there's no utensils to take into his house. He could just take the schach off the top and then... Um, okay. Very good. You, you are clever. You could have been one of the rabbis of the Gemara. <laughs> Very nice. So now, so the Gemara first says, and if he doesn't have any utensils, what does he do? So, what ain't lo kalim? What do you mean he has no utensils? Means elokishtamish b'mayishtamish. That when using his sukkah all week long, what was he using? Right. So, what does it mean? The question means ela ain't lo makom lahorid He has no place to put them. What should he do? He has no place to put the utensils because he doesn't have a house. Oh, I see. Because now, what do you do? Yeah. He's got to live in that sukkah. There ain't no options. We're not going to make him, uh, and he can't take down the sukkah, right? So we're going to sleep on the ground. That's not fair. So two answers. Rabbi says, "Poches ba arba." He opens a space of four tefachim wide that doesn't have all the doesn't have dokvamakum and all the things. Passel the sukkah. Okay. Although the sukkah is disqualified, once three tefachim have been removed, but an airspace of four tefachim is necessary in order that the disqualification be evident to all. So no one will be chayshashim, suspect him of transgressing this. Although the Gemara refers to one who replaced the valid tzach with invalid tzach. Invalid tzach means four tefachim. So basically, you apostle the sukkah. Rabbi Yehuda ben Levi Omar, Rabbi Yehuda ben Levi says, no, you do something else. 
that you that nobody would do in a sukkah. You'll see what he means in a minute. Madlik basaner, you light a, a lamp, which is forbidden in a small sukkah because it's kind of dangerous. Okay, see, let's look at note nine to refresh our memories. One that is a small sukkah of seven by seven. The Bach explains that an earthenware lamp, once used, becomes repulsive. It's thus analogous to eating utensils after use and inappropriate for the sukkah. In other words, we don't use it in a small sukkah because very small sukkah, you don't got a lot of places. Remember, seven by seven, it ain't big. And if you got one of these lamps, it's like a fishtunk in a lamp. If it's a big sukkah, then you put the lamp in the corner. It's not going to bother anybody. So therefore... Thus, uh, how, it is thus analogous to eating in a, in a large sukkah, it's okay. According to a lamp made of another material, will be permitted even in a small sukkah. So what, this is what you do. You use a, you're obviously, the guy's in a small sukkah, right? When, if he's in a small sukkah, so light of that kind of lamp, that's a little bit disgusting. So you wouldn't be, it shows that you're not doing it as a sukkah. Because doing it as a sukkah, you wouldn't have such a lamp over there. Why is it disgusting? Like, like you've got the same issue. There's no space. It's dangerous. What it didn't it? say dangerous. It said it's disgusting to have disgusting. those. It wasn't like uh, the Shabbos lamps we have. No, yeah, the smell, the, it looks disgusting, whatever. whatever. You're not in a disgusting place to eat your meal. <laughs> it's, it's it took like, room too, which they didn't have like enough smell. How, how is that enhancing? Well, first, no, during the day he wouldn't use it. He wouldn't use such a lamp. He, wouldn't, he could not use such a lamp the first seven days. But this day he uses it to show that I'm not doing it as a sukkah. So he lights it on Hashanah Rabbah. Or that, or Shminyatzeris. You're not, you're not allowed to use an earthenware lamp on sukkahs. Okay. Okay, why? Because it's not respectful for the sukkah. Fine. So today's not sukkahs anymore. So I could do something that's disrespectful to the sukkah because there's no mitzvah sukkah. I bedafka, I'm showing there is no mitzvah sukkah. Yeah. If I'm in my own house and I'm not doing the mitzvah sukkah, I can do whatever I want. I have a, you know, but a sukkah, a sukkah, really the sukkah is a very holy place and all this stuff. And you don't, you do use that kind of light over there. It's not appropriate for the honor of the sukkah. Great. Shemini Atzeris has no mystery in the sukkah. So I'm showing it's not a sukkah. I don't have a choice. Why can't we take off the whole shark off? Well, so, take it all off. Well, obviously... I mean, it's not a problem anymore. Take it all off. Oh, we're given two solutions. And the low pliggy. There's no disagreement between the two suggestions. What does that mean? One suggestion is for one group of people, one's for another. Halang, the first statement, uh, Reb Shub and Levi, uh, who would live in Bavel, he said, light the candle. Vahalaho, and the one from Avashi was living there. It's just strong. Those who live outside of Eretz Yisrael <laughs> continued to dwell in the sukkah on the eighth day. And therefore, accordingly, they cannot breach the sukkah on Erev Yontif. This will defeat the purpose of eating there the next day. Remember, they have an obligation to eat there. This for them, therefore, is only in a case in which they have no place to which to put down their utensils for the ninth day of the holiday. And they must continue eating in the sukkah. They have to eat in the sukkah on the eighth day. In Bavel. Yeah. So if you have to eat, but how? But but but, but 
but really, or you could eat up. So what should they do to avoid the appearance of Baal Tosef? They can't very well breach the sukkah because now you don't have a sukkah. All right? For this is for it. So therefore he says, use the lamp. The suggestion of Rabchia Bar Ashi that the sukkah be breached on the hands for those who are there it's just They will not be sitting in the sukkah and Shemitah therefore can breach the sukkah on Erev Yontiv. You see the difference. Breach the sukkah because you don't have to be in the sukkah. But in, Shemitah, but in Chusarts, yeah, really you should go in your house right. and, and do certain things in the sukkah. Certainly don't sleep in the sukkah, won't sleep in the sukkah, but the guy has no other place to be. Since he has no other place to be, he has to do something to show that he's not Bedavka adding on to it. So what's he going to do? He's going to eat and sleep and do everything in the sukkah. So therefore he has to put that kind of lamp in to make it look not proper. Eight. Nine, not eighth. Eighth, eighth, eighth. Nine, I guess. Eighth. And on the eighth, the eighth for the ninth, eighth for the ninth, he can't take it down because it's Yontif. No, that's right. So you have to still keep that that lamp over there. But on the, in the eighth, if he puts that lamp in there, with, i.e., the first day of Shemayas there, What's the matter? It could be Sukkot. The Sukkot could be, in Chutzlach, it could still be the seventh day of Sukkot, right? I know, but we don't, Ray had to say, we can't make it exactly be like Sukkot, we don't make a brach in it. we got to do things to show it's different. But if I'm completely living in that... It's making it disrespectful for a Sukkot when it may have been Sukkot. But you don't have a choice. But, yeah. but better, better is you shouldn't be in the sook at all. You shouldn't sleep in the sook at all. That shows you you're not doing it. That's more passive as opposed to putting something that makes it. But you don't have a choice. You have nothing else to do because you're gonna be living totally in that sukkah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we couldn't quite finish. All right. So everyone who.